coming up. Mary Jo continues her drive through the coastal communities of Southern California. From points across California. Hey, wow. Amazing how that happens. You're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 552, for the week of February 21st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata willie Hello! And Michael Bowling. Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> nice! <laughs> Hi, <laughs> that's awesome. And I know that you had your uh, pinking your thumb up when you said that, right? That's right. Waving your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so we are continuing our day six series. So this is once you spent five days in the park. What do you do on day six? Mary Jo's going to tell you. Uh, where did we leave off last time? We were we were still at the beach. Yeah, last time we we've, we've been making our way down through the beaches. We've been. Uh, all on the west beaches and, and the south beaches. So um, in this segment, I'm going to continue me- meander down the coast, down the south-facing beaches. And okay. we've had some long beaches along our southern coast, and we've already visited Long Beach, mm-hmm. Seal Beach, Bolsa Chica, and last time was Huntington Beach. There you go. Okay. That's what we were talking about. And Huntington Beach, remember, that is the home of uh, Surf City, USA. So, And often on the disc boards, people ask us about the closest beach to visit, and if you're already at the Disneyland Resort, so usually the answer is either Huntington Beach or Newport Beach. They're often mentioned. So last we left off, like I said, we checked out Huntington Beach with its dog beach, bike trails, and fire pits. And then the, the other relatively nearby beach that I'll be talking about today is Newport Beach. I'm also going to mention or talk a little bit about Laguna Beach, which is farther south and well worth the visit. As well as talk about Crystal Cove State Park, which is in between Newport Beach and Laguna Beach. So Newport Beach is what I consider to be a gentler beach compared to Huntington Beach. And that's because the ocean floor drops off more sharply at Huntington Beach, which causes the waves to come crashing on the on the, the shore. And, okay, so I'm going to digress a little bit. I'm going to tell you about this. It's a slightly embarrassing story, but what the heck, what's a little embarrassment between us few friends right nobody's listening it's fine it's just us so when my kids nick and kelly were a lot younger they had boogie boards and the boogie boards are those styrofoam type boards that you can um ride the waves in on and they're i don't know like four feet long or three feet long so so we would take them to the beach for some light surf gliding well on this particular day um i couldn't get parking at newport beach so i said okay well let's go to huntington beach and we walked down so we went to Huntington Beach. So the, I thought, well, shoot, I want to go boogie boarding too. So I walked down to the water with the boogie board in front of me, and I didn't carry it on my side like normal people would do. Instead, I carried it straight in front of me like a shield. Who knows why I carried <laughs> it like that? So remember how I said that the waves come crashing down? Yeah, I walked into the surf, and a wave crashed down on me, hitting that boogie board and causing me to do somersaults in the sand over and over again. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm no gymnast. and I never was. So let me just say that those somersaults were not graceful. 
And when I finally came up for air, I had sand everywhere, every crook and crevice. And uh, it was just, I was, I was uh, washing sand out for days. Did and you I'll, stick I'll your landing? <laughs> Say that again. Did you stick your landing? Did I stick my landing? Yeah, it was, I, it was, it was crazy. I was, um, I, and I might've been, you know, the site I could, as I was walking, you know, coughing water out, I, I just had this vision of the lifeguards watching me and just saying, check that lady going out into the beach, you know? So I'm so glad that YouTube was not the thing back then because it was really, um, it was really not pretty. But anyway, I digress. So while the Huntington Beach waves come crashing down more and they're excellent for surfers, Newport Beach has the ocean floor that gradually gets deeper. And so while they do have waves, they're more mild than the ones at Huntington Beach. And at least that's my experience. And especially if you go to the beach near the, near the pier. So Newport Beach is less than 20 miles from the Disneyland Resort. And in decent traffic, you're looking at probably a half hour drive. Uh, you just, it's almost all freeway and then you take uh you end up on the 55 freeway and you just drive straight straight it empties out into Newport uh Boulevard and you're it takes you straight to the pier so let me tell you a little bit about Newport Beach um the areas of Newport Beach include Corona del Mar Balboa Island Balboa Peninsula which I call the Newport Peninsula uh the Lido Peninsula Newport Coast San Joaquin Hills and the Santa Ana Heights and West Newport so there's a lot going on in that area the beach has several areas that are fun to explore. You have the pier, the beach area, the back bay, fun zone, cannery village, and Balboa Islands, which are just a few of them, as well as the shopping area called Fashion Island. Have you guys heard of Fashion Island? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's real it's very well known. Um, Newport Beach is also home to the Ensenada Yacht Race, Newport Beach Film Festival. Restaurant Week, Newport Beach Independence Day on the Bay, Hyatt Regency Summer Concert Series, and the Newport Beach Christmas Boat Parade. You know, we have a lot of boat parades. Um, we I talked to you about the Long Beach one, and the Newport Beach might be even more popular than the one that's held in Long Beach. A lot of um, boats participate in it. So a little bit of the history about Newport Beach. Um, there was a settlement around where the pier is now, and at one time it was the largest shipping business of Orange County. And then when they built the San Pedro Harbor and they dug that out, it opened in 1899. The commercial shipping business moved from Newport Beach to San Pedro. And so then the area, then they decided to develop it into more of a tourist and recreational boating community, hence all the yacht clubs and the marinas that they have there. Newport Beach itself was incorporated as a city in 1906. So it's been around for a while. And there's lots of things to do there. Um, I mentioned already the Fashion Island shopping area that's full, filled with boutiques. Fine. Uh, they have department stores, jewelry stores, restaurants. And there's a five-star island hotel that has a great spa and restaurant and a tropical pool area if you want to get away from the beach. And then I mentioned the Back Bay. The Back Bay is inland and it's an, a huge estuary. Um, it's the Upper Newport Bay Nature Preserve and Ecological Reserve. It's a thousand acres of coastal wetlands, which off, also offers trails for hiking or biking. Um, and as a, the difference between this one and the other ones that I've talked about in some of the other beaches, like Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, the estuaries in those beaches, the rivers that fed into them were siphoned off, and so they don't get very much fresh water. 
which has altered the the, the waterfowl that go to those and the other animals that go to those areas. Whereas the upper Newport Bay area does have a little small river feeding into it. And so you get different types of animals and it's a lot bigger than the other places is a lot more um, greener, I think than the other ones. Um, there's also kayaking, paddle boarding. Um, and for those of you who don't want to brave the ocean past the shore with your kayaking out with the waves, you can enjoy the water sports here in a more protected environment, even though they have all these animals um, that they do, um, they preserve the area for them. They still allow people um, to enjoy it recreationally. At the entrance to the back bay are the Newport Dunes. And when I was a young, when I was young and I was in Girl Scouts, we actually camped there, which was fun camping on the beach, except you ate sand in your hamburgers and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was my experience on camping there, but it was a lot of fun. But um, I've gone there exploring, looking for our old campgrounds, but they've turned it into an RV park and it's kind of an upper scale RV park. So if you want to visit the Disneyland Resort, you don't mind driving um, a half hour off freeway, which makes it an easy drive. Um, you can stay here in a beach environment, and this would be a really wonderful spot since there's so many things to do there. They have a private beach for the RV park. They have a water park to go swimming there in a protected environment. And you can rent pedal boats, sailboats, kayaks, and other types of watercraft while you're there. So it's definitely worth checking out. You know, and people are always asking well, what are the camping areas near the Disneyland Park? And we always talk about the ones that are just a, a mile or two away. But this is another another alternative. And plus, if you really want to get the L.A. experience, you're never close to where you want to go. And you always do a lot of driving. So that's just another option that you could think of um, that you can do. So a little bit about the beach. If your main goal is to go to the beach and relax, the beach next to the pier is really nice for that. In fact, I was there last Friday, I think, and I periscoped the sunset. Yes, take a drink, folks. Um, I periscoped the sunset from over there, and it was it was so beautiful. There were, I, I had to snap a picture. There were this young couple just laying on the beach, uh, intertwined. It was G-rated, but they were intertwined in there. And I'm sitting there, and I was cold, and she had shorts, and he had shorts, and I, I was like, I, I told them, I go, you guys must be keeping each other warm because it's cold over here, and they just laughed at me. But um, it was. The beach itself is really beautiful. The pier has a building at the end that used to be a restaurant, but it's closed. But you can still go out there, get a nice view. Um, a lot of homes are along there, and it's really pretty. And they also have some nice restaurants there um, along the beach. And if you just want to snack on something, they also have those types of um, places to go. Um, beachgoers have flocked to the Newport Beach since the Pacific Electric Railway started bringing them in 1905. Remember how I told you that it used to bring you from downtown L.A.? Well, it reached all the way to Newport Beach also. And they have a boardwalk there that's actually a concrete path, and it runs 2.9 miles, you know, almost 3 miles uh, along there. And it goes past the Newport Pier, Balboa Pier, to between... Um, to the end of the peninsula. And the cool thing is when we went out there on bike riding and we went to the end of the peninsula that's where the three-hour tour for gilligan's island came out of oh. so it's, yeah that's a nice little exactly that was it so now other things in newport uh, beach they have what they call cannery village which is actually on one of the peninsulas that's the lido peninsula actually looks like a little island you get there crossing a little bridge and when you go there um 
this area used to be the area where the fishermen would come and bring in their fish and and sell them off to the different restaurants and stuff like that. But now they've turned it into it's very upscale. A lot of homes, every home on this island has a view of the water, is on the water. So a lot of people have their boats or yachts. Um, in, instead of garages, they have, you know, their little piers where they put their yachts and stuff. And the kind of, one of the cool things there is they have some restaurants that also have a view of the ocean. Or it's really the, a view of the water and the, and the beaches over there where you can eat at with really good fresh seafood. And people have their boats and they pull them up and they park them at the restaurant and they go in to go eat. So if you want to see that kind of a lifestyle, um, and it's not park their boats, it's, it's more where they moor their boats and have a stop to bite at the restaurants. So that's um, a fun place to visit also. It's also the location for the Newport Beach Film Festival, which is held the last week of April. So that's coming up if that's something that you're into that you could um, experience at Newport Beach. Now, another island that they have there, which is a larger island, and actually a friend of mine grew up on that island, it's Balboa Island. It's a man-made island, and it's fun to visit whether you drive, walk, bike, or take the ferry. And I'll tell you about that in a second. It has a Marine Avenue, which has a bunch of little coastal shops featuring um, nautical designs, little lot of boutiques, beach fashions, art and jewelry. It's really nice to go over there and stroll. Um, in this beach community. It's also home to some Bubble Island quaint restaurants and bistros, which have all kinds of different food. In addition to um, seafood, they have Italian, Mexican, because there's Mexican everywhere here, and the French-Swiss um, culinary foods So to try out. They also have two famous desserts, and I was interested to find... I have to go... This is another one to go uh, check out. They have what they call the Balboa Bar, and the frozen banana. And apparently they claim the frozen banana. So these uh, sweets um, have been around for over 75 years. And they say that they've been imitated and replicated, including Arrested Development made them. So if any of you are Arrested Development fans and have seen them make either the Balboa Bar or the frozen banana, they're... Um, dipped in chocolate and they're covered with a variety of coatings from nuts, sprinkles, cookie crumbs, etc. So I, I, I didn't know that, but that's something to, um, to check out, right? So the island has many homes there and they have no yards. They're just their houses. So you can, um, go up there and check them out. They're a lot of fun to go and visit. Each, excuse me, each year summer's kicked off on the island with the Balboa Island Art Walk where local artists showcase their works. This year, the Art Walk will be on Sunday, the 22nd of May, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is free, and it's a fine art show, with 90 artists exhibiting paintings, fine jewelry, blown glass, sculpture, and photography. Spectators will also enjoy live music throughout the day, and the musicians this year are going to be the Retros, the Don Ross duo, Rick Sherman, Allington Remington, and Jim Roberts. So they have a lot of fun things to do over there. The OC Cruiser will be providing free shuttle service if because um because it is an island and it's not huge, parking is challenging there. So it's better to park on the Newport side and take the shuttle into the island itself. Now over in Newport Beach, they also have what they call the Fun Zone, and the Fun Zone has been around for 80 years or so, and it's 
like one of the, like the Paradise Pier at California Adventure. It's that type of atmosphere. And over there, you can, they have a huge Ferris wheel, which is kind of fun to ride and you can get views of the ocean. They also have arcade games and other games there. Or you can rent paddle boats, right? Um, or other, um, types of watercraft that you take out to the ocean. They also have semi-submarine tours that let you see our ocean floor and the kind of animals that inhabit the waters here in Southern California. For those who'd like to experience sports fishing off of our coast, this is a great place to come and get on one of those boats. As for, and they do for those, because, you know, who's going to go to Disneyland and take your fishing pole? Pretty much nobody, right? Unless you have an RV. So they do have the equipment there that they'll, that you can use when you go deep sea fishing. They also have some sea dew boats, which we would think of as jet ski boats. Um, they have paddle boards that are really popular here. Um, paddle boards, if you guys don't know what they are, they're like big surfboards that you stand on and pat and you use a, an oar to paddle. I personally, I would fall in the water because I'm uncoordinated, but if you would like to try something like this, they do teach you how to ride the watercraft. They will provide life jackets and wetsuits. And for the um, sea-do boats that you go on, they have tours where they'll take you. So kind of think of like a Segway tour, but this is going to be on jet skis where they're going to tell you a little bit about Newport Beach and the history and stuff. Or you could take them off, take off by yourself. And it's if you do want to do that, it's $135 an hour to rent them, if anybody was wondering. And since Newport Beach has an, um, rules against causing waves among the islands and for the beachgoers, you have to take the watercraft out into the ocean. And they say it takes about 15 minutes to get in the ocean in 15 minutes. So a half hour is just going to the ocean and coming back and then a half hour out on the ocean if that's all you want to spend on these. But two people can ride on each one and people can switch off and they will teach you how to ride them also. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, they're also a great way to experience the Pacific on a personal level. And if, you know, they have buoys out there with sea lions hanging on them. If you want to get up and close to the sea lions, but not too close, you could ride them. And sometimes dolphins come up to you also, which is kind of cool. So I go there with my cousins because they love Newport Beach. And so one of the things that we like to do besides sunbathing and the kids playing in the water is we like to rent the bicycles there. Um, I know that they rent bicycles in Huntington Beach. Newport Beach is a little bit different. Huntington Beach is going to be all ocean with the Pacific with PCH on one side and the ocean on the other and the beach. When you're in Newport beach and you rent the bicycles, you're going to be going past um, homes. Also, there's a lot of um, vacation rentals that are pretty cool to see. So it's going to be to me a little bit more scenic um, to ride them. So what we do is we typically ride our bicycles towards the fun zone and that's where you get the ferry to go to Balboa Island. So when we were there, it cost a dollar. So for a dollar, you can get it on the ferry. Fun experience, especially for kids who've never been on a ferry. You know, the cars drive on the boat and it takes you across to the island and back. Um, and go ride your bikes over there in Balboa Island and grab an ice cream or something. Check out the houses. Say hey to the people and see if you can go. No, you don't ask me if you can go inside. Just just but um it's kind of neat to see how the people live there and it's a good way to spend an afternoon especially if you've already been to the beach and you want to do something different it's a lot of fun to do keep in mind that when you do go to Newport Beach 
parking may be a bit of a challenge, um, especially on holidays like Independence Day or Labor Day. Otherwise, get there early so that you can get your parking. When I've gone, I've usually parked in some private parking lot that fits like six cars or so and pay 10 bucks and then walk to the beach. So bring cash. Keep it in mind. Um, in contrast, Huntington Beach has a huge parking lot that goes the length of the beach pr- practically, and they have the fire pits there. So you need to weigh the two. They're pretty close. And let me let me say it's kind of equidistant to go to Huntington Beach or Newport Beach from the Disneyland Resort. So you're either going to go to the beach that has the fire pits, and it's pretty much just beach and water with the waves crashing down. Or you're going to go to a place that's a little bit more populated if you want to go to where there's a beach community. Both places lets you rent boogie boards. Both places you could rent bicycles. Um, there's no shortage of those types of amenities at both places. So it's, I think, more of the type of atmosphere that you're looking. Or one day go to Huntington Beach and the next time you come visit, go to Newport Beach and try those out. So I really... Um, I personally, I prefer Newport Beach to Huntington Beach just because of the waves that come in. Both of them give you a great experience, though. And when you go down the coast from Newport Beach, um, you're going to come across. So when I say go down the coast, what I'm saying now is you're going to ride down Pacific Coast Highway, or we call it PCH or Highway 1. If you hear Pacific Coast Highway, PCH or Highway 1, it's all the same road that goes the length of California. So... um. You get to Crystal Cove State Park, which is a park that's way high up on the cliffs that overlook the Pacific Ocean. And there's trails there. It's kind of rustic. Um, a lot of picnic areas if you want to go there and kind of get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. And there's also trails to explore inland. They have parking on both the ocean side of Pacific Coast Highway um, at Reef Point and Pelican Point, as well as inland at El Moro Day route, um, excuse me, El Moro Day used parking area by the ranger station. So the back country that they have there, which people re- don't really realize, it's about, it's, it's almost 2,500 acres um, with primitive campgrounds for those who are inspired by when you go to Frontierland and you want to forge out and, and brave the wild, you can do that. You can go on PCH and hike into the back country and, you know, rough it over there. Especially since part of Frontierland is closed off since we can't walk on that trail, Big Thunder Mountain Trail right now. But the the views from there is really, really nice. And like I said, it's you're in the middle of, if you feel like you're in the middle of the wilderness, but really city is surrounding you. Now, if you go to the beach, the beach is uh, three and a half miles of coastline. And that's where the historic dis- district of the um, um, Crystal Cove Cottages is and I don't know if you I've talked about it in the past but there are 46 rustic cottages that were built in the 1920s and 30s um, at the mouth of the it's called the Los Troncos Creek or Los Troncos Creek Um, it's a little creek that empties out in the ocean and these cottages were built by squatters when the land was owned by the Irvine Company and in those days there was really nothing there was PCH and nothing else around so there was no problem with these people who wanted to live at the beach And so they lived there for many years and they were given notice that they would be evicted. And in 1999, that's what happened despite huge protests. But they were given like 10 years or 20 years um, advance notice that they would have to get out of these homes by 1999. 
So some of the cottages, I'm sorry, the Irvine Company donated that land to the state, so it became a state park. And that's why the people were told they had to leave because it was now a state park. So they up and left the cottages, and they've been sitting there, and they are in a prime spot. They're right along the beach. So some of them have been renovated, and if you're extremely lucky, you can rent them just like any of the state parks or federal parks where you um, call six months in advance. You do the same thing here. I was able to do it in uh, 2006 when they first became available, and even though I've tried several times, I still haven't been able to do so. But go for it. Try it out. It's a great place. Um, It's fun to stay. It's a fun place to go. But even if you don't get a cottage, it's a great place to come spend the day if you want a more natural environment to enjoy our coastline. So the other beaches that I've been talking about, you know, Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, Long Beach, um, Santa Monica, all of those beaches on the west also, those beaches get raked. Uh, There's a truck that goes through and they take out all the divots of all the footprints and everything and they, you know, pick up the trash and everything off those beaches. But this this beach, in contrast, is not touched. So it's more like how California beaches were back before um, we started raking them and make them, making them more urbanized. So if you want to see something, see how California was in the past, this is a great place to go. Um, when I was spent the weekend there in the cottage, it was 150 a night. So it was a great bargain. And because it's a state park, they do try to keep the cost down so that people can stay there on the beach um, and not get, you know, and, and have it be a little bit of as affordable as they can do it. Um, we actually got to stay in the nearest cottage to the one that was used in the movie Beaches. So any of you who saw Beaches with Barbara Hershey and Bette Midler, that green beach house, we were probably like four houses away from it. And at that time, 10 of the cottages had been renovated, and now they're up to 21. So half, almost half of the cottages have been renovated. The only thing is there's no stove or oven. You cannot cook. They have a microwave. You cannot cook in the cottages. You have to cook outside. They have a grill. They don't want to, to chance any fires inside or anything like that. But they do have indoor restrooms, just letting you know. Um, besides the beautiful beach there, there's a Beachcombers Cafe which is also a converted cottage. And I would rate it a high three, maybe. They've got seafood, hamburgers, other food right there, and it sits right on the beach. Um, They do play Reveille at sunset. And I'll tell you a little story about that. When we were staying there, we were um, at the Beachcombers Cafe, and I'm really patriotic. So at sunset, they started playing Reveille, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I ran outside so I could watch them bring the flag down. You guys, who's, you know how I always go to flag retreat at Disneyland, right? So I rush out there to, to be there while they're bringing the flag down, and I'm, I'm all proud, getting ready to have shed a tear. And the flag was not being brought down. It was being raised up, and it was a martini flag because it was martini time. So it was happy hour time, and they play Reveille to let you know that it's time to party. So that's how that's how they are down there at Crystal Cove uh, Cottages. I do recommend this restaurant. Um, it may be a bit of a wait because people will go there from the nearby Marriott and other hotels just because it's so beautiful to be sitting there on the beach at, at the sunset uh, with cliffs behind you. Um, one of the reasons that I think it's a little bit more rustic is because parking is on the other side of PCH 
on the non-ocean side. And to get to the beach area, you either have to hike about a quarter of a mile, um, which is about like Mickey and Friends parking structure at the Disneyland entrance. Or you could take a little shuttle that they have that costs one or two dollars a person. Personally, I think it's worth it. If you visited our beaches, you want something different. I highly recommend going here. Excuse me. It's probably maybe about 45 minutes from Disneyland to get there. But if you spend the day and you have dinner there, I think you'll enjoy the the um, experience. So let's now go a little bit farther down the coast. And then we're going to come to a jewel of a town. And I mean jewel of a town. It's called Laguna Beach. Now, Laguna Beach is only about 25 miles or 40 minutes from Disneyland if you go directly there. But if you want to drive down to Newport Beach, then go along PCH, you know, past Crystal Cove, and then go to Laguna Beach. It's a little over 30 miles and about an hour drive. I think it's worth it, especially if you go down there to see the sunset and then go back to the park. And then um, some fun facts. Did you know that Laguna Beach has many interesting features besides its art galleries, um, restaurants, and scenic parks? Um Harrison Ford used to perform at the Laguna Playhouse in 1965 before he became Han Solo in Indiana Jones. The oldest human remains in the Western Hemisphere, 17,000 years old, were found in Laguna Beach in 1933, which I didn't know. I'd like to see where those remains are. The first living picture show, which is now called the Pageant of the Masters, was held in 1932, the week after the Olympic Games ended in Los Angeles. And what Pageant of the Masters is, is are people dressed up like famous paintings. And so you sit there in the audience and then they do the like a tableau of whatever the theme is that year, different paintings. And they always end with The Last Supper. So I haven't been to that yet, and every year I say I'm going to go, but I think this year I really am going to go. And they have it from June through September. It's another thing, if you're going to come, if you want to see something, California culture, you're here at Disneyland, you have that extra day, and you want to see what it's like, I really do recommend going to Laguna Beach and checking um, Pageant of the Masters. This area is also it's a haven for artists. Um, each summer they host local and non-local artists during their Sawdust Art Festival. And I've talked about that before and I did a blog on it. Um, they have it each summer and winter. And when I went with my friends, we got there at 8 o'clock in the morning. We had breakfast at a restaurant called Greeter's Corner, which um, it's called Greeter's Corner because there used to be a man that stood on the corner and he greeted people. He would wave to people as they drove by on PCH. And the mayor... Um, did an homage to him when he passed away and they put a, they built a statue. Actually, I think they have footprints on the corner where he used to stand to greet the cars. And then there's a statue of him at the entrance to this restaurant and it's called Greeter's Corner. Has a great view of the ocean and has pretty decent food there. It's more like a cafe, I think, like a, it's more like a diner type place, but they have good food, but you can't beat the view of the ocean. You're up on the cliffs overlooking the beach down below and the ocean. And then on the other side is this quaint, quaint town. So we ended, we started there with breakfast. We went to the sawdust festival and then we went to downtown, which is really, again, it's quaint. It's little boutique shops and just so pretty over there. 
that um, for a day where you almost feel like you're in a different country almost, I would recommend going and doing something like that at Laguna Beach. Um, Laguna Beach does have some of the most beautiful beaches in Southern California, in my opinion. There's a total of eight miles, but they're broken up into one main beach and then 20 different coves. So unlike Huntington Beach, where you can walk the entire beach, you can't do that here. You can go to these little coves and or to the main beach to experience what they have there. Some of the coves are accessible via stairs. And so you might have, you might find that there's not so many people there because who a lot of people don't want to walk down from the cliffs on these stairs. Um, they even have a, a smaller um, beach there called the Liso Beach, which does have the bonf- um, the rings for bonfires. Laguna Beach has everything from diving, surfing, stand-up paddleboarding, snorkeling, skimboarding, etc. You can take a kayak tour and check out Seal Rock. You can go on a hike, discover all the beauty in the Laguna Coast Wilderness Park, or take a bike tour and ride through the charming neighborhoods that they have in North Laguna. Um, these houses are not cookie-cutter houses. They're, they have a lot of charm to them. There's spectacular views. There's all these little restaurants, unique shops. Um, they have relaxing day spas and a lot of small galleries that you can go and just meander through. If you want to people watch, you can try Main Beach that I had mentioned. You can also watch volleyball players or you could join in a game yourself if you want to. They, the, one of the cool things there is if you require a beach wheelchair, you just go to the lifeguard headquarters and they'll get one for you there at Main Beach. The beaches are open from 5 a.m. to 1 a.m., And the Liso County Beach with the fire rings is open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Dogs are allowed on the city beaches before 9 a.m. and after 6 p.m. between June 15th through September 10th. And during regular beach hours from September 11th through June 14th, so when it's not during the summer. The dogs must be on a leash um, that's six feet or shorter at all times. There is a dog park located in Laguna Canyon where the dogs can run off-leash, which is open Thursday through Tuesday. Laguna Beach is also home to a lot of tide pools. And if you don't know what those are, they're those rocky areas that during low tide leave pools of water where you can see um, sea anemone, urchins, starfish, sea slugs, fish, crabs, and even an occasional octopus. Those are the animals I personally have seen when I've gone to the tide pools. Another feature here in Southern California that we have that I think it would be fun, especially if you have kids or if you like nature that you can go see. And if you're looking for some, excuse me, for some shopping, Laguna Beach has some darling. Yes, I said darling downtown area with quaint shops as well as local restaurants. And if you're looking for something out of the ordinary, like this isn't enough. There's a cool game that they have in Laguna Beach called Clue Who. C-L-U-E-H-O-O, where you can choose one of three um interactive scavenger hunts that last from two and a half to three hours and you don't go more than a couple of miles at the most there's three areas in laguna beach for three different adventures less than thirty dollars a person for the adults and it's even less for children for teams of two to five and so they provide you with these gadgets to play if you have to go to a museum they provide you with the um admission fees and stuff to play this game and you learn a little bit about laguna beach So this is, I like doing stuff like this. 
So this is something that I definitely would like to do. And so for those of you who have been to California more than one time, you know, a few times, this might be fun for you to, to do, especially if you want to get out and do things. They also have a walking food tour called Saver Laguna. The guides behind Saver Laguna will take you to um, their best restaurants, art galleries, and shops. And this is about a three-and-a-half-hour walking tour. Um, they take you to several stops along the way. Um, you have about five or six tasting stops, as well as che- checking out the local art galleries and shops. Um, the guides also talk about Laguna Beach's culture and history, uh, which makes their tours really good for those of us who live here and also for tourists. Another cool thing at Laguna Beach, which was actually pointed out to me by one of our listeners and friends, um, that's Rob Klecki. Um, they have a beach there called Victoria Beach in Laguna Beach, and they have what they call, it's a pirate tower. So it's this big, tall tower that goes from the beach up the cliff uh, with a turret at the top. Uh, not a turret, it's like a cone, so it peaks. And um, it's 60 feet, 60 feet tall. And it was built to house a staircase for the person living in the home above the cliff. So it was State Senator William E. Brown and family that used to go there. And to get down to the beach, they would go down these steps in this tower. It was built in 1926, and it still stands today. So it's a really cool photo op as well as a fun place to explore. Um, Probably the reason they call it a pirate tower is because the guy who bought it from the senator, he liked pirates a lot, so he used to get dressed up as a pirate. And he would hide coins in the tower for kids to find, for the local kids to find. And he would tell them pirate stories. So there was this huge um, sense of adventure in going over there. Um, One of the most recent owners was Bette Midler, who had it. So I wonder if she ever used those tower steps to get down to the beach. Though um, the only time they could use it is during low tide. Otherwise, the base of the tower is flooded and the door is blocked by water. So that wouldn't be good if you went down and didn't pay attention and then high tide started coming up and you couldn't get back to the stairs to get up to your to your home. The beach itself is super secluded, uh, very peaceful, but you can it's open to the public. And so you can go down there, explore, and then check out that tower. Laguna Beach. Um, has several parking lots with trolleys that take you to the main areas. I do recommend doing this, especially the first time you visit. Um, it's If you want to go from Newport Beach to Laguna Beach, it's 11 miles and it takes just under a half hour to get there. So you have plenty of time to visit Newport Beach, Crystal Cove, Laguna Beach, just to go explore and get a feel for our south, south um, Southern California beaches. And then on another day, Spend a half day there and enjoy the beach and then go back to Disneyland in the evening. It makes for a nice alternative to check out some of the local stuff that we have here in Southern California. So have any of you guys ever been to any of these beaches? I haven't. Okay. Your assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Your your assignment. I know that Rob is going to check out the Pirate's Tower because we were talking about it. But, um... They're, they're just beautiful. I, even if you're at Disneyland and you want to see a spectacular sunset, take the half hour or so and drive down to the beach and just just soak it in. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. Where are we heading next? Um, my last ones will probably my last uh, one will probably be Dana Point. 
there's a lot going on over there and some of those beaches. And then I'll talk about the children's pool, which is in La Jolla. Um, I went there last month, I believe, and you could see a bunch of seals. And that'll that'll be the end of my so- southern beaches. Beaches. Yeah. Cool. Then beaches. we'll have to do something else. Yeah. Oh, there's lots to do. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.